F it up, fuzzball. More foolish, the fool or the fool of follows it. I'm a Jedi. A Jedi? What do you know? You stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Hello and welcome to the uh, Drinking Minis podcast. And here on this uh, special uh, edition, we have Mr. Ricky V. Hello, Ricky V. Hola. Hello, Ricky V. And we have Ben. Greetings. It's good to hear your lovely voices in this lovely time that we live in of of things being leaked on the internet. Anyway, (laughs) I don't know where I went with that, but it does happen. Um... So this episode, we're going to have a little bit of a, uh, a recap on um, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, just to inform you guys, I did watch it again today for the fourth time, and I kind of cried a lot. I don't I'm, know I'm, why. Still on one, I'm still on one, one sitting. I still haven't seen it again. Well, you, sir, are a cunt. Ricky? Well, pretty much. How many times have you seen it, mate? I have seen it four times now. Ha-ha! Ben, you are a yeah. super cunt. Yes, apparently so. I'm, I'm a special one cunt. <laughs> yes, you're the only one cunt around. <laughs> Mr. One Cunt, I've seen one cunt. Cuntness. Um, <laughs> of Cuntville. Captain Cuntville, I'm going to call you from now. The, uh, so what's your record then, Rick? Because we haven't, we've discussed it before, but what's your, what's your overall opinion of the Reign of Skywalker? Uh, you know, after, after first viewing, I, I walked out of the theatre not really knowing how to feel. And... The second time I went to see it, I went alone. I got out of work early one day and just decided, fuck it, let's just go check it out again. I went and I enjoyed it more. You know, the, the first viewings are always hard for this, is, you know, given we want to absorb it all and there's a lot of emotion in it. So you end up kind of missing things. But after the second viewing, um, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the experience of watching it more. But there's still a lot of stuff in the movie that I'm still kind of scratching my head at. Um the positives outweigh the negatives for me, but there's one really big negative that I have. I'm having a really hard time with, and I'll I'll come around on this movie. I mean, I had a really hard time after the Last Jedi too, and I love it now. So <clears throat> the, there's just a lot of story beats that I kind of wish they'd done different. We know that there's some scenes that were cut out that might have added a little bit more context and stuff, but overall, I'm um, I'm good with it. I don't I like it. Yeah, what, what was the one thing? I mean, uh, seen it for the fourth time today. Today, second time. What? Sorry. Today. <laughs> I've, had, I've had 98 whiskeys. <laughs> um, what was the uh, what was the one thing then that you, that kind of really throws you out? The Ray Palpatine. Yeah, that's still again on the fourth viewing. Um, that's it, does it kind of throws you out a little bit more already? It, it, it does seem to be a bit <clears throat> really. I mean, we were saying last episode, everything is kind of shoved in, just kind of shoehorned in. Let's just try and get that in there and try and squeeze that in there. Um, but the Ray Palpatine thing is, is it don't make much sense, really. It's just ludicrous. But yeah, go on, Rick. It is. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, like they, they had all these crazy ideas on a on a dartboard and they just started throwing darts at it. And I said, okay, well, that, that one's cool. I it It's so, it was so out of left field because nothing 
has led up to it. And everything that I've thought about the trilogy as a whole afterwards, like trying to find little ways to try to make it make sense. There's not a whole lot there. We can talk about, yeah, well, her fighting style and the force awakens and stuff like that. And whatever it is, what it is, but there's not a whole lot of meat to grab onto for her to seemingly become a Palpatine. I think that there's other ways that they could have written it in, in a few lines of dialogue. Um, to, to make it make a little bit of sense without having a ton of exposition come into this movie and just try to bog it down. And they could have thrown it in somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is completely, like you said, it's like they've all got really pissed up one night, uh, gone to a strip club and just put like loads of uh, cards on the wall and go, right, which one? <laughs> just throwing around loads of random, throwing around random, how many have had to drink? <laughs> throwing a random dart and it's, uh, you know, it could have been a lucky, it could have hit... Um, it could have been, I don't know, near Num's uh, offspring, couldn't it? That'd have been weird. But um, you know, well, his, his his head looks like a penis, so <laughs> that's true. John Cockhead, we should call him from now on. Um, <laughs> I thought it was Flappy McFlappy Face. You called him. <laughs> Funny Face, I called him. Funny Face, hasn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it, it is completely random. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it more the fourth time. I have to say, I mean, it's a film that I can watch over and over again. I mean, it's. The pacing, so I think the editing's really good on it, to be honest with you. The way it's edited, you can't just go with it, and you have to go with it. Um, but You don't the, have a choice. Yeah, exactly. You kind of literally pushed with the story, going, right, we're going this yeah. way. <laughs> this movie, this is like, this movie is you getting into a car, and you have zero time to put on your seatbelt. You're just holding yeah. on to the old shit handles the whole first 40 minutes of the drive. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, the first time I watched it, I think Ben uh, thought the same thing. It's like, you've been beaten around the head, aren't you? He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Get off! Get off! Get off! <laughs> we were sitting in a theater. I got my son next to me. That whole first scene comes up with, with Kylo and Palpatine. And the the, min- the second it cut to uh, Chewie with, uh, with Poe and Finn, I grabbed my son's shoulder. And in the theater, I just went, What? Because yeah. it was so, it was so much to take in in a few minutes. You got you know pickled Snokes in one part. You got you know weird like kind of zombie, not zombie, like kind of weird smooth skin Palpatine talking to Kylo, and Kylo just busts out his lightsaber like I'll kill you too. Like son, sit down for the moment. <laughs> sit down. You don't know what you're dealing with. And it was so much to take in. And my and my son was like, what? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It was crazy. <laughs> That's like a minute and a half of the opening scene. He's like, yeah. hey, what, the, where, who? I love that though. Pickled <laughs> Snokes. I reckon they should be available <clears> for <throat> Christmas. They, they the will be next day. year. Yeah, I'd buy a pickled snake um, to go with my yeah, crackers on Christmas Day, definitely. Um, <laughs> that'd be lovely, wouldn't it? <laughs> Anyone like a pickled, pickled snake on toast? Um, <laughs> you pass the pickled snakes. Hmm. <laughs> Anyone want a bit more cheese with a pickled snake? Um, yeah, it's, it's just relentless and. Um, it, like so the first time round. I mean, the first time I saw it, I, like, it's like it, it just hits you, and the pace is just so ridiculous. But once you see it the fourth time, it, the pace kind of slows down because I think you, you already know the information, don't you? But um, yeah, I mean, I, I like we said before, I love it as, as a film, but it's you know as a popcorn movie. But there is tons of holes in it. Um, the holes don't seem that big the fourth time round. I don't know why I think, again, because you think you know where the holes are. These When you watch again, oh, here comes the hole. Oh, very nice. <laughs> 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 I 
I'm deep in hell. Um, just put your finger, just put your finger in it. Yeah, which I, I do occasionally, but only on Christmas Day and birthdays. Um, <laughs> and if she asks, you end up with a you end up with a broken elbow that way. Well, yes, that's what happened last time. I the police got me after trying to put my fingers in holes I shouldn't have been. Um, <laughs> Let's just move on, shall we? Um, <laughs> stop, carry on. Stop, carry on. Um, yeah, I, I mean, really, it is what it is, isn't it? I mean, if you look at the whole... I mean, that's one of the questions that, that I want to put to everyone. I mean, it, it has Disney... What type of job they've done? Have they done a great job, decent job? Should they have gone in a different direction? Uh, you know, now they've got a whole set of movies behind them i just don't know i don't know if they've done a good job or not i'm not sure well they, i think they've done a good job because we got three new films which we were never expecting in that sense five um, we got five five new films uh yeah yeah sorry yeah um how many hats? Them all. <laughs> how many how many hats what <laughs> how many hats you had how many drinks <laughs> we have already got one film i've just seen the force awakens i've only seen that one once and that's it um but i, I can't say I've, none of them have really annoyed me I haven't sat here and gone, that's fucking shit. I ain't going to fucking watch that again. Now, why have I gone Northern? Um, as you do. As you do, because I'm angry. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed them all. Thank you very much, Disney. Um, thanks for coming. Don't ruin anything else, please. He's <laughs> 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 gone for it. Oh, it's all fine, but P.S. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Disney. No, thank you very much. <laughs> Up your ass. What, what do you reckon yourself, Vic? Who's Vic. I was going to say he's Vic. It's, it's the arm. <laughs> By the way, listen, I have a broken arm. So all of a sudden I go, yes, and I, go, I don't know where I am. <laughs> What's my daisy? What do you reckon, right. Vic? You should have just stayed silent, Vic. Rick. Let me see if I can find Vic. Hey, Vic, get over here. These guys want to talk to you. Uh, no. <laughs> These fucking weirdos. Oh. He comes again. Hi, I'm Vic. How are you doing? <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. How are you today? Um, you know what? I've, I'm good. I like overall. I like what what uh, this era of Lucasfilm has given us. I really struggle with calling it Disney Star Wars because nobody says Disney Marvel or Disney Pixar when they have things to complain about. So it's just Star Wars and it's Lucasfilm. But since the buyout, just to be clear about it, since the buyout, I'm good with Star Wars as a whole because not only did we get these five movies, but we have and as much as people, you know, kind of didn't like the uh, the erasure of uh, of all the legend stuff, um, I like that we have one kind of overarching story that that connects everything that there's connections to with the comics and the books and the video games. That said, the way this trilogy ended did not feel like it was connected to a lot of that. You know what I mean? Like I w- I walked out of the movie thinking, why did I read everything if there weren't the connections that they seem to set up? in a lot of the earlier material and i'm sure you can find some things here and there but for the most part it's almost like jj and chris terrio wrote this movie in a vacuum without considering you know the books uh in the comics and, and i think in in the way that we want to and i don't want to use the term fan service to have those kinds of connections because there's story beats in that other stuff that could have been relevant and fun to see without it just being like, oh, hey, that looks like Dr. Afra in the back. I wonder what she's doing 30 years later. You know what I mean? Like, they could have pulled some story beats out. So, But I, I'm good with, with Star Wars right now as a whole. And then, there you go, there's your whole. And we, <laughs> yeah, we, we have... <laughs> 
<laughs> don't don't plug it. Stay away that, from that the audience. Re- that one requires a thumb. Oh, yeah. oh, but I'm good with uh I'm good with with the ideas of all the rumors of the things that we have coming up next. All the new stuff that we have coming that's disconnected from Skywalker saga. Like that's right now that's where my excitement is. Yeah, I mean I mean for me, I, I think they've they've done a decent job, really good job. I can't really think what I'd you know, in the in the imaginary world where you you're doing it yourself, writing it yourself, I can't really think of anything that I'd really would particularly want to change. I mean, like you said, the rise of Skywalker just feel a bit disconnected because it's so quick and it's just cramming so much in as well. I think. Um, but as another, I think, I mean, I love Solo. I really love Rogue One. Um, Mandalorian's brilliant. Um, I think to get the series back up and running again, doing uh, The Force Awakens, I think. That was perfect for the timing, you know, doing a you know greatest hits version of Star Wars. Um, tried something new with the Last Jedi, which some people love, some people don't. Um, and this is just a bit of a breakneck speed. We need to wrap it all up and move on. Um, so I think they have done a good job. I think Kathleen Kennedy's done a very good job. Um, you're never going to please everyone. Oh, that's the thing. I you're never going to are going to please everyone. This day and age, you know, everyone's got no. opinions and they're going to be munching on their keyboards just to get it out of there. Yeah, exactly. So I think um, it's it's it is what it is. I think it's been great. I think that they've been very well made. I and mean, despite all the um, you know directing problems or screen problem writing problems that they've had or allegedly had. Um, allegedly. You know, allegedly. Um, that I think it's. No, I- I, I'm sorry. I I think one of the problems that we have with the movies when we look at them, it kind of in hindsight now, is in a little way it's almost like our fandom in and of itself is part to blame because we want to know everything. Exactly. So we know yep. all the we know all the behind the scenes. We know, you know, when there's reshoots or rewrites for the scripts and when people get fired and stuff. So we walk into these movies thinking like, oh, it was problematic and or they had to do this, that, and the other thing, and we go into it. Even if we say, like, well, my expectations are zero, I just want to be entertained, we're coming into these movies with a bunch of baggage anyway. I mean, we came, yeah. we came into Force Awakens with a ton of baggage because what's going to happen with Luke Han, Leia, and Chewie and the people that we already know? Because now they're older, and, and we can they still have continued adventures? And then we got something that was completely different but very familiar. And then now, you know, looking in hindsight – <clears throat> with all the problems that we've heard about everything going on, I think it just kind of muddles the entertainment that we get out of these things. And people need to step back from their fandoms just a little bit and be willing to accept what's given to them um, and and still be critical after the fact. But if you're going into it thinking like, well, they fired so-and-so because his ideas were shit, and then you find out that the movie that they released was still half their ideas, you can't say, well, the movie was shit because they kept half of their ideas. It's stupid. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. you got to take the film for what it is, no matter what kind of production or pre-production or script changes there have been. It, it is what's on the screen, isn't it? You can't take it any more than, than what it is that, than that. We could look um what could happen. I mean, this the things that like, the problem is, a lot of the time, it's, like, it's all what could happen, what should happen, and how come it's not the way that I wanted it. Where you got to take it face value, that's what the film is. If you like the film, that's great. If you don't like the film, fine. And again, if you want to analyse the film, I think that's a fun part of watching films, isn't it? You're allowed to analyse stuff and say, well, I don't think that was that good. And But you're just having a conversation rather than, like you said, you can bring a lot of baggage to a film. I think that's, like you said, everyone wants to know everything about Star Wars, <clears> don't they? So if anybody 
gets kicked off a film or you know i mean i think the most unusual thing was solo that's that's kind of thing that's kind of rare in the industry when you know you probably shot most of the film and then you change it that's not particularly usual but um that felt like an absolute panic shit <laughs> yeah, excuse me we must go to the toilet this is crazy. yeah <laughs> excuse me fucking hell um yeah but i mean but i think solo turned out really well you know it's uh, I, I i can't really criticize them at all because every single film has been enjoyable at least i mean i, I you know i'm a big fan of rogue one uh the more i see and uh solo's a really good entertaining film isn't it i suppose that most people kind of look at the the sequel trilogy um and see a lot of problems with it but if you take it at face value it, it works as a story yeah. Well, i think yeah easily i just i just it kind of makes me laugh with all these people that just sit on twitter and bash out negativity all the time you imagine if empire got released <coughs> day and age and everyone sees boba fett who we now all love and be like who's the hell's that stupid character and then Jedi comes out, oh, wasted character. He dies after five minutes. What's, what's the point of that, bollocks? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I know, yeah, there's no reason, is there? I mean, I noticed yeah. that with the, with the Knights of Ren uh, on the fourth viewing. I mean, there you go, bang on. We were saying how kind of useless they are uh, in that previous episode. They're, they're a bit shit. They don't do fuck all. Um, <laughs> but really, they actually they are a bit Boba Fett. <laughs> they kind of like, it's like hanging around in the background. They kind of follow him and like, you know, oh, we're here now. Um, and the, yeah, but like you said about Empire and, you know, the Emperor kind of came from nowhere, really-ish. He, he wasn't a, a massive character, and we all just accepted that he was the Emperor. We didn't know his backstory or anything. Yeah, and no one cared either. No, no, he just enjoyed it. <laughs> but then we were all kids, I suppose, at that point. This is weird, like the whole, <laughs> uh, we were kids watching it, and now we're adults, and now we're thinking about it too much. Yes, that's exactly that's exactly my point. You know, I mean, we went from being kids watching these and having conversations in a in a schoolyard or just playing with our toys, making up stories to now it's like, you know, well, I heard that they used uh, the sounds of uh, three different types of bears to make the voice for for Chewbacca in this movie. Did you hear it? Like, what? Shut the fuck up. That's stupid. Who cares? Just enjoy it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I heard fuck? That. I heard that Masconada sometimes works in the strip club on Wednesdays. <laughs> I heard I heard Paul likes to put a little hat on his wang. <laughs> <laughs> Finn loves it. They call each other general in bed. They love it. <laughs> and that's on a Friday afternoon at 3 p.m. <laughs> Tune in later. <laughs> <laughs> Chewbacca actually wears a wig. His whole body is a body wig. <laughs> Just naked underneath. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Snoke's a porn star. To be fair, his outfit's very porn star, isn't it, Snoke? Or golden slippers. Yeah, yeah, golden slippers. I've seen that in some porn. I'm not saying which one. <laughs> but I have Golden slippers for the golden shower. <laughs> That's what it was called, actually. That's actually the name of the porn. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it three times. It's a trilogy. <laughs> I've only seen it once. <laughs> Golden porn slippers one. <laughs> Golden porn showers two. <laughs> and Snoke the Reng- the revenge of the face. Um, <laughs> revenge of the piss. Revenge of the piss. <laughs> you change Sith to piss on everything, couldn't you? <laughs> My God, there's piss lords everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it writes itself. Come on, Lucasfilm, hire us. What, what do you think? Yes. 
I was for your porn division anyway. Um, <laughs> something to do, isn't it? But um, yeah, no, I, I think they've, I think they've done a yeah, they've done a they've done a really decent job. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, it'd be interesting to watch them all together, which will take a fair few hours. But that's something I'm planning on doing. Since I've got a broken arm and I can't do anything, so um, I will probably sit and watch all the way from the Phantom Menace and do it in order, all the way to the Rise of Skywalker. So um, it's gonna take like two days. I have nothing to do. I have a broken arm. I can't masturbate, so that takes away half a day every day for me. <laughs> um, so, so, so I will be doing it. So there, there. <laughs> Up yours. Um, but yeah. I mean, yes, right, yes, a bit of that as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, I think they've done a decent job. So it's a real decent job. It, like we said before, I'm not sure where they're going to go from here with it, but um, but that's the wonderful thing. They can go wherever the fuck they want. Yeah. Yeah, they can go anywhere, can't they? I think Although, by all accounts, aren't they going back to the new, to the old Republic? What I heard or something. To the High Republic. Yeah, haven't they called it something? Yeah, the High Republic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's the rumor right now. Well, uh, the the rumor yesterday as well was that um, please help me with this name. Titi. Taito Waitiki. Tata. Tatiana, Tatiana, I remember you remember you remember Tatiana. She was in uh, the Golden Showers movie. Yes, with uh, Snoke the bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Snoke the floater. Um, uh, Taiko, ta- oh for fuck's sake. Taiko, Taiko Waititi. Titi Wank Bitty. That'll do, Piggy. That'll do, do, do Shep. You bet. Um, that'd be interesting to see if he comes on board for one of the films. Um, Sorry, what's this? Apparently, a rumour um, that... Um, oh, don't make me say his name again. <laughs> That's the only reason why I asked the question. Um, Tan, 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 Vic, Rick, Rick, Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> Tantric Vicky. Tantric Vicky. <laughs> hey, Vic. Hey, Vic. They're calling you again. I'm going to start calling Ben Bob. 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 Fuck you. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, for fuck's sake. Ting. Ting. Oh, oh. Him. 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 <laughs> Just him. That'll do. Him with, the, with the rather large hair. Um, yeah, apparently he's been uh, uh, tapped up to... Uh, director Star Wars film. I mean, Eight what it, film. Oh. it sounds like just one, yeah. What he did with the Mandalorian, I thought it was great, to be honest with you. Um, Interesting. Allegedly, so somebody told me. Um, not like I've seen anything. Still haven't um, seen it. Um, but I think that's the type of people they want to go for um, in terms of the way they go forward with uh, whatever they're doing. I think he's the highest grade director probably around at the moment. Um, do you reckon he'd have the same sort of freedom on a Star Wars film as he's had, say, for the Marvel and Jojo Rabbit? I think so. Um, well, I know he's done a, a Mandalorian, allegedly. Um, allegedly. That wasn't Kathleen's baby, was it? Was it more? Was that more Big Boney and Favreau controlling that, or what? Uh, Favreau was the showrunner, isn't he? But um, it's all goes through uh, Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy. Okay. But, but he's definitely the highest grade. He's, I mean, I saw Jojo Rabbit the other week, and it's a brilliant film. Um, but 
the, probably the best episodes, allegedly, so somebody told me, uh, Castro Van Sanchez in um, um, South, South Korea told me that... Um, that um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that, um, that, uh, apparently, the, the, the episodes are directed are very good, especially the bit with the... Um, the uh, uh, biker skates, um, biker stouts, <clears throat> sniper touts. Um So, but you, I think that you do you do you do know I've seen the Mandalorian, right? I live where they show it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You live in South Korea as well. How is the Castro Van? I do, right? Sanchez. <laughs> He's my neighbor. Lovely. Oh, Say hello, and to Vic, <laughs> Rick, fuck my Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, Vic. <laughs> Vic, come here. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the best episodes, what do you reckon, uh, Vic? <laughs> Rick? I'm not going to answer until you get my name right, goddamn. Oh, what Rick. the hell? This has gone to shit. <laughs> <laughs> come on, I'm on Tramadol. Leave me alone. Um <laughs> I mean, come on! I've known you guys. I've I've known you guys in two consecutive years now. Get my goddamn name right. <laughs> um, <laughs> two separate decades. Fuck me. Oh so, yeah, that's. Oh, I forgot about that. <clears throat> so uh, Samantha. Anyway. <laughs> the Samantha Lorian. Let Let's talk about the Samantha Lorian for a minute. That's That's another porn I've seen. Get out! Sorry. <laughs> um. <laughs> I completely forgot what we were talking about. Oh, that was it. Um, no, it's gone. Biker skates. Biker skates. He did the episode with the biker skates, and that's very much his kind of humour, isn't it? So I think he's kind of scouts. yeah, the, ta- the tiger skates. The tiger skates with the um, punching baby punching Oak. The boon was just wrong. I actually yelped out. I was like, "Don't do that! <laughs> Don't do it! Stop it!" <laughs> We, but, we all did. Even my son was like, what are they doing to Baby Yoda? I'm like, I don't know. Just let's just see what happens. <laughs> and they got killed. Good. Yep. Um, well, that's what Castro told me. Um, but yeah, I think he, he's, he's definitely the type of director that, that needs to be given a shot. Um, and also the uh, I can't remember the name, obviously, because I'm shit with names. Everyone's name tonight. Um, the director of Wonder Woman. I think that'd be another good shape. I think what um, she did with Wonder Woman, I think that'd be really good. Another Pat, Patty Jenkins. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, I think that's probably another <clears throat> I'd probably approach if I was Lucasfilm. Uh, I think the new one looks really good, the um, 1980s Wonder Woman. But I think she did a great job on the, um, the first Wonder Woman film. So there's, there's she definitely got, has she got the second one as well. Yeah, yeah, it's the same director. Nice. So I think there's definitely a lot of pool of talent out there. They're kind of proven in big effects films and storytelling um uh like jj was ron johnson not so much but did something different but it's really what he did was really interesting but there's definitely a lot of talent out there they can um go to to create really different and new stories isn't there i think the problem like i said before <coughs> which i think is a really good thing what kathleen kennedy did she looked at all these great talents director wise writing wise and but the up-and-coming talents, they were like, and JJ is more of a safe bet. But you know, uh, who was the guy who originally had the Boba Fett movie that got canned? Josh Trank. Yeah, that got poured on the day of celebration, didn't it? I think. Um, yeah, well, they 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 said he was sick. 
Yeah. At the last minute. Well, shit. They put his ass on. They they put his ass on a train and said, "Get the fuck out of here, Jack off." He was sick. He said, "Going, I can't believe I lost this gig." <laughs> 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 oh, straight to Star Wars five minutes ago. Yeah. Um. He was. Yeah, that's too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's generally true. Yeah. Um. But that's um. I think. They, she went for a real interesting talent pool of up-and-coming directors, but you know, same with the the guys um, who got booted off solo. They were up and coming, and you know, they did Into the Spider Verse, produced it, which is a, a brilliant film. Um, but it was like a, a talent pool which wasn't really probably safe hands for it. Maybe I'm not sure. Trusted, um, maybe. <clears throat> yeah, because if you look at, at um, Ting Ting Tong Tom. Wacky, wacky, wacky. Um, he, he, well, he's done Thor uh, Ranrock, and that's a massive movie to handle, isn't it? So you can hand a script to him and go, just go for it. Where Josh Trank had done, well, he'd just come off the Fantastic Four, hadn't he? Which is probably one of the reasons why he got fired. Um, and really, they're not really that much safe hands on these big. It's money thing, isn't it? It's definitely a money thing. You know, if you can hand somebody half a billion dollars to make a film and you're entrusting this massive fan base they get they're going to get nervous all the time aren't they of course they are, so, course they are. So, it, it must actually be really really nerve-wracking taking one of those being a director or taking one of these franchises on yeah because you don't want to i mean especially like what's his name that did rogue one um gareth edwards yeah he was a fan of he was a fan first and he's like i've got there's so much pressure on me to get this right and in my opinion he nailed it but um but there were reshoots, weren't there, on that one? Uh, yeah, there were. Yeah, there was a lot um, of reshoots. Well, apparently like 60% of the film, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, it's kind of annoying, that, but... Yeah. But again, it's I think, as a studio, when you, you've got to think of it from the, from the financial side, that if you're a studio with a massive fan base, you're trying to look after the fans and trying to create something new, but when something veers a bit too far that way, or goes the other way, or doesn't really fit into what you're trying to do, as a show, studio, show down, show down, show down, they're going to pull the plug. They'd rather pull the plug and make sure it tries to make its money back or at least make some kind of profit or not destroy the franchises they see, I suppose. Yeah. But, don't know. Um, but overall, I think they've done a really good job and I enjoyed The Rise of Skywalker. I think it's a film that will probably grow on me. Well, the last um, Return of the Jedi did when, when you were a kid. Because so Return of the Jedi is a bit, you know, it's Careful. my childhood. It's my Careful. childhood film. No, it's my childhood film, and I love it. But as Careful. a film, no, as a film though, you can you can see you could probably see a few flaws in it, can't you? But um, no. no, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what what does uh, what does Rick think? Return of the Jedi is it perfect, sir? Um. <laughs> no, listen. There's, I think I talked about this last time I was on. The Return of the Jedi has a really personal meaning to me, so it's hard for me to to say like it's a it's a perfect movie or anything because of the personal connections that I have to it in regards to stuff that it was going on with my dad at the time. But yeah. um, I mean, I can look at it and be like, teddy bears, what the fuck? But on the other hand, it's kind of like those teddy bears did that. What the fuck? And I'm and I like it. I mean, because 
you know, I think even as a kid, I was well aware of the fact that it wasn't just it was supposed to be more about like nature versus machines as opposed to just here's the cute things beating the walking skeleton guys. You know, it was to me, it was always pretty apparent. But I guess my my connection to that movie is a little unfair because it's there's a there's a really deep personal connection. there. So, yeah, next question. No, no, I was, I mean, I was saying from my from my own point of view that as my childhood film, you know, I was I was that's the first one I saw at the cinema really properly, uh, and it's the one I really connected to. So I won't see a flaw in it, but if, if you look at it just as a film, you probably go, well, there's quite a few things here that that probably don't work, but I don't see any flaws in it because I love it that much. So it's completely to one side, um, which I think a lot of people will do with the Rise of Skywalker. I think you got to think we said about in the last episode that that Kids will love it. They'll love the pace of it. They'll love the the spectacle of it. And you know, it's going to be another generation of Star Wars fans. They go, that was amazing. You know, not we're not they're not going to sit there and question it that much, are they? They're just going to enjoy the the ride of it all. Um, and that's probably the most important thing overall. Same with Jar Jar Binks. And years ago, that people don't criticise Jar Jar anymore because he's actually he was a decent character, wasn't he? Uh, just at the time, just people felt the need to attack it for no reason and same with like same with Ewoks let's just attack it because it's not it's I don't know but do you want a serious Star Wars you want people in the room sat there going let's debate the Death Star um but Star Wars isn't serious man I mean it's just an absolute fun ride you can't sit there and say Star Wars be serious because that would be boring two and a half hours of people talking about trade routes and Taxation. Oh wait, hang on. Hang on. Oh, actually, yes, that's that, that's the prequel trilogy. Yes, that's that did happen. That's why you, your mind. That's why you. That's why you need Jar Jar to offset that kind of stuff. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. God damn it. Yeah, and like with the you know Attack of the Clones, we said before, it, it's probably the week. I think it's probably the weakest film out the the whole of well, all the films really. But it's sometimes with Star Wars as well. It, it's some of its parts, isn't it? It's not the actual overall but it's the scenes or you know it's, it's these set pieces and stuff that lead to something else sometimes it's the sum of its parts rather than trying to see the through the cracks of the the story itself and i've I've, ex- I've looked at many cracks there and uh, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how i feel about these movies like people you see a lot of people that put out rankings and stuff and i told you guys last time that i don't like to rank because even though we knew it was incomplete up until this last movie came out, they're all a part of a larger story. And think about it, if we didn't have movies or, you know, TV or a visual medium to watch this in, if this was a story that was kind of being like told from like a generation to generation thing or just out of books and you told the story, you'd, you would because they didn't feel important you know, to the story, you would be telling the major story beats. And that's what these are. I mean, we're, ta- we're talking about a myth or a fable that's supposed to teach lessons to younger people or help people adapt to individuality or whatever they're dealing with, whatever themes are, are in the story. That's yeah. what I tell people all the time. I'm like, I, I don't like one movie more or less than the other because it's, it, it's really, it's one big story, even though it was never fleshed out that way. That's what it is right now. And that's what we have. And if there's a chunk of the, it's like if you you pick up a book that's got 30 chapters, are you just going to skip over the chapters of the book that maybe were paced a little bit different, or they told a part of the story that you didn't really care for? No, they still have their place. The the whole story wouldn't make sense without it. Yeah, and I think Lucas kind of said that himself, right? I mean, it's it's 
the whole theme repeats itself, doesn't it? It's like um, there's actual term for it now, a, a writing term for it, but they kind of it's that repetitive. The story repeats itself all the time, and it's the themes all the time. But they're the universal themes to everyone, aren't they? You know, redemption and good, bad, just themes that people can actually attach themselves to, no matter what, in any kind of situation. And I think you know that's sometimes Star Wars at its best, but at the same time. There's all these like little side stories that work really well as well. Um, like it's about Ewoks versus machines and stuff. There's loads of things in there that makes it such a rich, interesting um, um, universe. When I call it universe, that it's it's great. I don't, I, you know, there's like you said, there's bits there that people go oh, whatever, but it is some of its parts, isn't it? It's like it's the, it's the big story in this universe and different characters uh, interacting with other people and it. For me, it works every time, really. Apart from, um, um, what was that? Uh, Droids, the cartoon show. That was a bit shit. What? I'm going to stab you with a spoon in a minute. <laughs> and Ewoks, the Caravan of Courage. Let's maybe forget that. No, I, was like, I, don't quite, I quite like Caravan of Courage. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think, it, I think it's, oh, they've done a great job. Um, and actually, the, the next uh, bit to talk about this before is the. Um, fuck me, how am I going to say this? Colin. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Colin. Tra- Colin. Uh, travel boat. Um, his leaked script. Um, I didn't understand the absolute any of it. I've read it about three times, going, I don't know, Um. It's interesting it's got leaked. I'm quite surprised that it has, to be honest with you. Um, but it's definitely, by the looks of it, completely legit. Um, he did it, the leak. Probably, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. It's, it's happened in the past. Directors have leaked stuff in the past. Um, Golden Showers Part 4. Which is uh, my favourite in the uh, the series. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where Maz can Stop get. it. Gets, gets pissed in her eyes. Um, <laughs> that's why she's got the glasses. Oh god. Yeah, exactly. That's why she's always squinting. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> eyes. Hot pits. It burns. Ah! It burns. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's why she's got goggles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't look at her ever again now. I'm just thinking. Are you? And that's why she's kind of a bit of a yellowy colour. Oh god. <laughs> Jeez. Oh no! That's just wrong. <laughs> We've destroyed a character. I should never look at her ever again and go, "Oh God, she's completely pissed." Um, yeah, the the Colin tomorrow. Um, Colin tomorrow. Colin tomorrow. Um, yeah, what do you make of it? What do you think? Reading it yourself. It's my thing. I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you with it. It just seems like he vomited Star Wars and then threw it all against the wall and wait to see what something stuck. <clears throat> yeah, I, I didn't get it. I, I got to admit, I mean, it, I can see the elements that are in the Rise of Skywalker thing that kind of corresponded quite a bit. Um, I think apparently, I'm not sure. I'm sure Rick would be able to correct me on this, but that wasn't that was his final draft, and he got given to another writer and I think there's a different draft that was the the, the final draft but I think this was uh, Colin um, his final draft but I, I, I really 
look, read it and I'm going, I don't... It felt really... I don't know. I, d- I didn't feel it at all. Just from what I read of it, it just seemed a bit... A bit naffy, but I don't know. Rick, what do you think? think is... uh, yeah, okay, go on. No, go on, go on. Ben, what are you going to say? Sorry, mate. No, it's just falling out of my head now. <laughs> <laughs> at least you haven't fallen on your head. <laughs> no, because that wouldn't hurt. <laughs> you know all about that. Yes. <laughs> I'm generally falling over, just as I do. Rick? Yes, sir. Uh, what do you think? What do you make of it when, you, when you've read it? Oh, um... Sorry, I wasn't listening the last couple of minutes. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I wouldn't listen to me either. I'm actually, I'm myself. I, I was actually asleep when I said all that. That's a hell of a talent you have there. I sleep talk. I'm actually in bed. Nice. Well, it is uh, 3.30 in the morning in uh, merry old England. Right um, no, you know what? I, I read I read the um, the like the first script whatever that leaked a few weeks ago and then there was the notes that came out the other day from uh making star wars for what that was supposed to be from a final draft of the script and there's some there's some changes there's some differences and there's been some people that have been uh questioning the uh the validity of the the leaks and just saying oh it was on reddit and you can't believe that and there's the you know the one guy's whole video about it and stuff but a whole bunch of uh, images of the art of <clears throat> book came out um, on that's, Twitter that's a today. New one. Is that, was that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, the, exactly. The art of um, <laughs> the um, art of uh, the, the Rise of Skywalker book. I, I don't remember where it was from. It, the um, I I have to apologize because I'm not even sure the person who posted all of the um, a lot of these images on Twitter today. I don't know what language. It was in if it was uh, Japanese or Korean. So I, my apologies for not knowing which language it was. But the, whoever this user was posted a lot of pictures from the book. And there's some images in the book, a lot of concept art, that seems to match stuff that's in the leaked script. So to me, it makes it sound like the leaked script is 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 legit. Um, that said, there's some things in the script that I like. The same way that there's some things in the movie that we saw that I like that um, I think that even if they decided that uh, that Colin Trevorrow in in uh, his co-writing partner, whose name I can't remember right now, because beer, if they somehow combined their uh, uh, the ideas that they had with uh, with JJ and Chris Terry, that they might have had a different cohesive story that might have worked a little bit better. So I don't hate it, and it does seem – I mean, it, it's, hard, it's hard to judge a script without seeing how it would have worked on film because there would have been quieter moments or there would have been action pieces that didn't have description or dialogue to what's, what we've seen written on these things. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's – um, it's hard to put it into context when you see uh, what Chancellor Hux is having a moment of, uh, of deep thought before he – you know, impales himself with a lightsaber. Like, well, what are those thoughts? What is what is the look on his face? You know, it could just be well, he's like, oh well, everything's gone to shit. Fuck off, and puts a lightsaber in his belly button. You know, I mean, no, that's not how it happens. We know that there's more depth to a scene like that. So it's hard to judge it on ba- just based on what it is. But the story beats that are there in the script, um, there's a couple that I like, but it is 
it sounds just as crazy as what we got. And I think what we have right now in the movie is better than what the Trevorrow script could have been based on what I've seen so far. Yeah, that's that's the kind of thing I get as well. That um, like like you're right that it's literally just little uh, chunks of what the script was, wasn't it? So you can't you can't get any kind of coherent feeling without reading the scripts of actually what the script was. But just taking through the little chunks of it, I'm reading it going, okay, yeah, not too sure about that. But I mean, I, I, maybe the Ray thing might have worked better without it being a Palpatine, which we, we spoke about a minute ago. Um, but yeah, the Mortis thing I don't know about that much. Uh, I think Ben knows a bit. I'm sure Ricky you know had a lot a lot about it. Um, so I didn't really make much of a connection with that. Um, it yeah, I mean it just felt again. You're reading bits, aren't you? are reading pretty much small clumps of of a storyline or an outline of a film. Um, so the depth and the script and the dialogue and stuff isn't there. So you're just taking on face value. Now uh, Coruscant felt a bit chucked in there if you know what I mean um, the Rose thing I kind of I've got um, I mean probably talk about Rose again in a minute actually but um, yeah it, it, it's it's the thing is when you look at it for what it is like it's about making Star Wars I'm pretty sure that it is 100% legit definitely um, what they did with the whole um, um breakdown or leaks of all the rise of skywalker is pretty much well it was absolutely bang on really um so i think as yeah i'm, I'm just i'm just it just you can't really tell can you? you can't really go well this is would have made a better film i think the film we probably got it would have been better than than that and maybe that's what disney thought when the script was delivered I, I think the biggest problem that they might have had with the script was uh, maybe maybe not so much uh, specific story beats, but what do you do with Leia? Because Carrie Fisher had passed. What I guess what the dates for when the script was uh, was drafted, it was right was right around the time that Rogue One came out, and she died what the week before. Yeah. Rogue One came out, something like that. It was really close to that time. So <laughs> if they had written a script where, where Carrie was doing things that they hadn't already filmed, they probably would have had to chuck the whole thing. You know, I mean, what do you do at that point when your back is up against the wall and one of your major players in the third movie is no longer there to, to film these new scenes? And they came out of the gate saying they weren't going to CGI her, they weren't going to recast her, they were going to honor the memory that they had, you know, and they kind of painted themselves into a corner. You know, they could have they made they might have been able to do different things. Um, but I think given the script that leaked and the details of, of uh, the script, they could not have made any footage work for uh, for Carrie in in what that movie might have been. It just there's no way they would have had to completely write her out. And she's pretty seminal to to that story. Yeah, I mean that, that's that script that was that's the Asleys. That's they couldn't have made it. You know, they couldn't have integrated um, carrying that in any shape or form, could they really? No. Um, so it would have had to change definitely. Um, <clears throat> but I think the kind of so you remove the the layer thing of it, it, again, we don't know. It's it's one of these things where it is what it is. It's interesting to see that it has leaks, and it's in, it's really interesting to see what it could have been. I think that's a real. Uh, 
interesting look at film production. Um, but again, it, it is what it is. I, like I said, I think we got probably the best film possible under the circumstances overall. Um, I, from what I've seen, like I said, the Coruscant thing, it all felt a bit, um, yeah, it, it just it just felt a bit lacking, I think. When it, but again, I've not read the script, so you can't really you judge it at all. It's just from what it is on the future. The Coruscant, the, the Coruscant thing is actually one of the bits that I liked. Okay, fair uh, enough. I you know I I I like that it would have been there to show, you know again I mean we talk about uh, it's poetry it rhymes kind of bullshit the mirroring of where Coruscant was in the beginning of Episode One to where it would have been in Episode Nine you know under the thumb of the First Order here was this this broken you know city planet where it's not the center of of like a high society it's you know, the First Order is there and there's like rampant poverty and homelessness and possibly slavery. Who knows what kinds of details they could have thrown in there. And it may, to me, it makes sense. Um, I and, and think about it almost in like, <coughs> excuse me, in in a real world sense, when you have centers of commerce or, you know, the way our real world city works, there's that unfortunate blight you know, the urban blights just surrounding that, that, you know, there's neighborhoods that are, you know, economically depraved around high economic centers. And for what the story was showing, that there's this Chancellor Hux, who's the face of, of this first order, quote unquote, government, who isn't about the safety and security of the empire. It's about this is this is our rule. And if you don't abide by it, you'll be crushed like everything around us. What the script shows is that, you know, through Finn um, and Rose, that, you know, there can be this uprising of citizens in the same way we had kind of in, in The Rise of Skywalker, where it's just like, well, it's not an armada. They're just people. We could have had this revolution of regular people. This, you know, just like we talk about the democratization of the force, we could have had the democratization of power where the people come up, they help to overthrow, you know, the the evil government that is, you know, changing the course of the galaxy, you know, for 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 the worse. So I think it would have been cool to see that. Um, I also think the story that they had for Rose was head and shoulders, miles, miles and miles way better than what we got in the rise of Skywalker because Rose unfortunately didn't do a fucking thing. And she should have had <laughs> seriously, Hello, she should have, had, she, should, she should have had more to do in the rise of Skywalker. Instead, Finn's like, Hey, come on, you can come with us. And she's like, sorry, General Leia gave me homework. I have to stay home. And it's bullshit. Because she was, it, as much as people complain about what, what her role was in The Last Jedi, she had something to do. She was the angel on Finn's shoulder to DJ's devil. And she she's the one who helped shape his story to say, no, you are more committed to this side of the fight. You know, I, that's the thing. Like, I don't understand how people don't understand that about her character. You might not like that the way that story is framed, but she's still pretty important to one of the trio of of, of this trilogy. And in the script, she, you know, the 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 high center, like the high seat of Coruscant, it's not like the Jedi Temple, whatever, like the high government building is, it turns out to actually be a ship, kind of like what we see in Rebels on Lothal. 
<clears throat> she sat she sabotages the damn thing and it blows up and she's like that was me bam there's your hero moment rose steps up she manipulates her little dangly dudes and the wiring or whatever the fuck she does and she blows up a whole bunch of shit hux is like fuck this fucking <clears throat> puts that lightsaber in his gut you know with this rebellion and all this other shit that's going on it's a, I, I think those parts of the story were were better and more rounded because it gave a better closure of arc to some of those characters than what we got because Rose Rose has zero story in in the Rise of Skywalker and she deserved a story. I think she's probably better off uh, doing the photocopying which she does in uh, Rise of Skywalker and checking the emails. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, you're completely right. Um, I said last episode. The, the way that the last Jedi kind of uh, panned out, it would have been so much better to kill Rose in the Battle of Crate. Uh, so Finn had some kind of, um, uh, not revenge, but kind of anger, you know, a, a reason. Well, he, you know what I mean? He would, have had, he would have had an understanding for the fight. He would have been fighting for her memory had that yeah, been the case. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which I thought would have been better. Rather than what happened in the Rise of Skywalker, which is basically going... Uh, Rose, if you uh, if you could get a drink, please. I would like two sugars. Um, that's, I mean, Rose was literally. I mean, I said again in the last episode uh, when we talked about it with with Ben is it felt like JJ went. We got too many characters. Uh, Rose's story is kind of over. I just need to put her in the background. Um, I don't think it was uh, trying to belittle the character or anything beforehand, but it was a story about you know. All the main characters going on an adventure, and he just went, I can't, there's no real story for Rose. Where the, the um, Colin Trevorrow Colin uh, version, he separated up again, didn't he? It's pretty much a similar formula to um, The Last Jedi, where people are going off from this adventure there, and they then reconnect later on, which is still pretty much a formula of Star Wars, but it's still been the main character. But it would. That, again, we all write our own stories, or fan stories, you want to call it, but I think, logically, if Rose had died in the crate, that would have probably been the best way for Rose's character to go, because it gave given great meaning to, to Finn's story arc, but instead See, of... See, I don't, I, don't, I don't know how much I agree with that. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but I, think about... No, it's the way free. You, I like being wrong. And, well, then, fuck you, you're wrong. The, fuck you, sir, well, you're wrong. Eat my shit. Let's... Let's talk about the way Return of the Jedi progresses, where you have your your key hero. Luke goes off. He leaves everybody else to go do what he's doing. You've got three stories happening concurrently at the end of Return of the Jedi, and they don't come together. There is no, you know, you know, hey, Luke, you doing OK up there, buddy? No, he's he's doing his thing. Lando's doing his thing with the fleet and Han and Leia are doing their thing with the droids on on uh, on indoor and what this the script kind of has similar beats to that where ray goes off and she does her part to go find uh, I, mortis and kylo follows her and and luke is you know being a dick to <laughs> to kylo ren where he's constantly tapping him on the shoulder and kylo's looking around and luke's like come over here sucker and he's going just, he, he, <laughs> yeah he just keeps messing with him Ooh. But you have you got Rose and and you know she gets kidnapped and tortured and they're doing her stuff and she's doing her part but she's still playing a role 
Like you talk about like Harrison Ford complained about uh, what he was doing in Return of the Jedi. He didn't do anything. He says, oh, he was just running around. He didn't do nothing. But his story still, it still makes sense in, in the larger sense of what the movie was trying to show. So had the the uh, the Trevorrow script been made with changes, hopefully, to show them all branch off. And then at the end, whatever the celebration scene at the end is, and that's when they're together again. And, you know, Lando's clapping off beat to, to the music. <laughs> Lando's working it, off. <laughs> however that story is, so long as each of their stories comes to its natural close and then they all come back together at the end, it's fine. If they're, it's weird because these, these characters, they go separate without closure, uh, no, without real closure in The Rise of Skywalker. Rose is there. She's part of the fight. She does what she does. They, you know, they have their, you know, the celebration on uh, Agent Claus at the at the end of the movie, but there's still something about it feels unfinished. You know, right. we we don't there's no epilogue to the story, which I don't know. I would have wanted that. I don't want the Return of the King ending for Star Wars, but still, like there is no definitive like, you know, Finn and you know Finn goes in in does his thing and Poe goes up and does his thing. And we have closure for Ray in the sense that she's accepted who she is in the largest sense of the galaxy and what her responsibilities are, that she's chosen her identity and it's great, but there's a lot of loose threads there. And for all the advertising that they did to say that this is the end of this saga, it's going to wrap everything up. I don't, I don't know that it did that yet. I'm, I don't feel that way yet. I, I think it was, it was left very much open. I think like it, it was it was there's more questions than answers for a lot of it. The one saying was that with Star Wars definitely there's, there's always been that where separation and, and, and dual stories run at the same time. What I was trying to say is that I think JJ didn't want that really, did he? He wanted to concentrate. He got literally everyone in one room going right, we're all in this one room, apart from jumping back and forth to um, the rebel uh, base, pretty much kind of, and. Um, they're all kind of interacting as a group. And, and that's why I think that's the reason I think that Rose went. So I don't think Rose is a, a weak character. I think she was a great character in um, the last Jedi, but it just felt like he made that decision to go. I've got too many characters here. I, I need to concentrate on this group and just, let's just do that. Um, which is a shame for the well, characters. I think, I think that's a real shame for, for, uh, the character rise in, in general but then why but then why add other characters now that's that's kind of my issue is that you know she could she could have played the part and you know been able to explain a multitude of things so who knows what she's learned in a year yeah you know okay. you don't have to have you don't have <laughs> to have dominic monaghan be well he's a professor of um Sith fucking economics. I don't know. It's like, you know, oh, it's Sith learning and shit. I know all this crap. Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you don't need that. She, all you had to do is show her in front of show Rose in front of a terminal tapping away. Like she's on her laptop saying, well, it says here that the Sith used to practice uh, crazy magic and some bullshit where they clone people. It's on the internet. That's, That's it. True. Exactly. It's on the, it's, it's on the hollow net. <laughs> so, you're right, it's like Rose got demoted to secretary, didn't she? <laughs> it's like going, well, you were a fearsome warrior in uh, the, the Last Jedi, but 
yes, please do the emails now if you don't mind. No, yeah, it's. It, I, I mean, I'm just. What I'm saying is, I'm just guessing what JJ uh, and uh, the writer uh, were thinking, and they just didn't want him as a character. I don't. I don't know. I really. I. I, I think it's a real shame. I think it's more of a shame the fact that that what the actress went through personally uh, on Twitter and stuff. I think that 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 makes it more of a shame for her to be sidelined in this film. But I don't think it was a, um, that had any kind of uh, bearing on the decision. I just think that JJ, by the looks of it, writing wise, just kind of wanted to concentrate on this one group and and do that. And everybody, you know, like you said, she could have quite easily have been. Um, Lando's daughter, allegedly, uh, <laughs> in that kind of scenario. There's plenty of ways to to put her in the film that would have made sense, and it just didn't happen, did it? Well, that's what I was saying earlier about you know it seems like JJ and Chris Terrio wrote this story in a vacuum without acknowledging some of the other story beats. Mm. You know, Rose Rose's character I feel developed in the Last Jedi. And I think that she deserved to have further development of her character in this movie. Mm. Whether he's whether he's her character or not, you're writing the third part of a trilogy and of a trilogy of trilogies. It doesn't make sense to sideline any character, whether it's intentional or not. You should be thinking responsibly about the stories that were written before it to try to make something at least feel more co- coherent. It's almost like... A lot of the story beats for episode for JJ and Chris Terrio's episode nine were written before episode eight, and yeah. it doesn't seem it, it 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 doesn't seem fair to the characters that are in episode nine, be they new characters or otherwise, because they don't get enough time to flesh, especially the new characters out or give closure to the characters that we've already discovered. Think about kids that are coming into this trilogy, and you get to the end of it, and it's well now we have J you know we have Jano who I love. And we have Zori Bliss, who I love, and mm. we have Bob Babu motherfucking Frick, who I love, oh, yeah. and they're great. And you know, as players in the universe, they should be there, but you should not do that at the detriment of the characters that are already established. It's not. Co- it, I don't think it's right. He just say he completely overlooks these characters because he they if if they had a different vision, that's bullshit. There's no reason why that should be done to to erase any kind of importance to characters that are that are already there you know a character like dj did not need to be in episode nine because he was Mm. given a closure at the end of episode eight but rose had a continuing story yeah i i I agree i i I do generally agree i I was just i was saying not last episode i mean uh Ben, you're still there. You're right, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the hole. I'm just waiting for the punchline. <laughs> and the winner is no. Um. The. It's it. I mean, a lot of it really. It's just this whole thing where, like you said, it's the last Jedi, and I, I, I like we discussed in the last episode as well. The last Jedi was written in its own way and not course correcting, but you could have put, you probably could put in some way, if you add an extra, an extra half an hour to an hour to uh, rise of Skywalker, you probably just lump rise of Skywalker right next to the force awakens in some way. It just, um, it was kind of weirdly course correcting or it's, it's just, it's just 
maybe in hindsight, the one thing they could have done is stick with one director for the three and just go, it's either Ryan or whoever it is, or JJ, and have a whole story arc, which is their story arc. They've written them all, directed them all, just like Lucas, and it's that's what it is. It's the sum of all its parts. Over three. When, when, the hell, when the hell did George Lucas do that? The original trilogy was a, a disjointed mess, and episode one was a lot of people telling him, oh, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Well, I think kind of George kind of shadow directed, didn't he? Cause he, 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 he um... Yeah, he was he was there and he, and he had his input. You know, I I think I think one of the biggest and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I disagree, but I one of the things that I think about the, the sequel trilogy is that it's not so much that you have different directors, but you have stylistically very different directors. The Last Jedi looks yeah. a lot different than the other two movies. Yeah, and I think with the Last Jedi, the story, like he killed he killed Snoke. He there's certain things that probably JJ wouldn't have done. You know, he killed the big bad, didn't he? So Snake was the big bad. So that's bring another big bad. Where me and Ben said in the last episode, really the big bad was Kylo Ren. You know, he. But that's to me that's another problem. He should have been, and he wasn't. The stuff yeah. that we had in in the script showed him to be a little bit more. Um, Let's say, you know, he was an asshole in this script. He was doing more fucked up things. And in the art of book that those images that were released, he looks like he's torturing Chewbacca. And oh, the little shit. You know what I mean? And think about that, like on an emotional level to think that Chewbacca is basically an uncle to him and helped raise him. And he's got him in chains or he's zapping him with all kinds of little doodads and whatever. Uh, how how much more would that have hurt to see than don't, I'm, I'm saying think about it, it what we, we thought, a lot of people thought Chewbacca died in, in episode 9 uh, even though we'd seen trailers and stuff but like think of like kids that go to see it and that ship gets pulled down like oh no Chewbacca's dead and, Ray, and, and Daisy Ridley sold the hell out of that scene when she screams Chewie but to see him suffer at the hands of the boy that he helped raise I think would have shown an, a level of evil that Kylo Ren did not have to me in this trilogy. To me, he never felt like a villain because, and I think part of that was the fact that we got, we saw Adam driver's face so early in the force of sky uh, the, uh, in uh, force awakens. The force of Skywalker. I like that one. The, for, <laughs> the force, the force of the last Skywalker, you know, what you're talking about, you motherfucker. shut up. Anyway, the force awakens, um, last Jedi Skywalker rises. <laughs> <laughs> Attack of the Clones Part Seven. The um, I th- I'm trying to humanize the villain in the first movie to me is a mistake. I don't want to feel bad for him. I don't want to feel that the villain is uh, is conflicted in the first movie. Think about when we were kids and we saw Darth Vader and everything about him was that black mask and get the fuck out of my way or I'm gonna choke you from across the room. Yeah. There was no sympathy for him. It was only in what we learned about him at the very end of Empire Strikes Back, whether he was telling the truth or not, yeah. and then what we got in Return of the Jedi. His turn, his redemption arc, carries a lot more weight than what we got for Ben Solo. And it's not to say that I don't like the character, but I think the story could have been served better if we did not know who he was or what kind of baggage he had been holding onto as a younger person. I don't, I don't, I don't want to feel sympathy for the devil that early in the story. 
Yeah, I think my my I think me and Ben said last episode. Um, again, <laughs> we're just referring back to this episode. Please listen to it. I'm joking. Uh, is um, the It'd be a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. I think you're talking about sense. it. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna to have to go back and listen to it now. <laughs> we all, we always thought that I always thought that because of what was set down in the Force Awakens, that eventually I thought in the final part that Ben would become pretty much Vader. You know, it's his it's his absolute. Well, it wasn't really, but it, in the in the Force Awakens, is there going? <laughs> I want to be Vader. I want to be Vader. I need to be better than Vader. I thought his actual arc would be even stylistic wise, even suits, you know, some way he could redesign uh, the Kylo Ren suit. So he became Darth Vader towards the end of it or in the middle of the episode, wherever it is, um, the series, I thought he'd become Vader and the big bad. Um, but because Snape was kind of um, destroyed in the middle part of the uh, sequel trilogy, you create another big bad, and I suppose that's why a little bit why um, the Emperor feels a bit shoved in a little bit because um, it's like well, hey. that... yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all shoving something there, Emperor. Um, and it, by the it, way, that, that, that was my Babu Frick after puberty. Hey, he says actually he's sixteen. Babu Frick. Not yeah, I, I always thought that I was—I generally thought that he would have become Vader at some or or a version of Vader, um, and become the big bad. I mean, that's that's a good question uh, that I, I should put to everyone to the to the round table. Um, ben, well, Ben Demption and everything like that. Uh, did it work for you? I mean, like you said, it didn't really work for you in terms of Ben's uh, story arc, Rick, but. No, you know, no, no. It, what, what we got, it does. It works. But, but it's, it's, it's a bit... It's not quite there, is it? I mean, the, the Raylo thing is very much a massive thing on Twitter, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It, it doesn't... To me, it doesn't feel like uh, it was a big shift in his character to come over. Since yeah. we knew from the beginning that he was conflicted, like, his arc wasn't from the absolute depths to come up. I, I, don't, I did not feel that way about about his character i'm fine with with his redemption i always figured that was going to be the case from the beginning because it's you know it's fucking star wars yeah and that's what they and that's what they do and i'm fine with that but i don't i I don't know that i felt that his that his story arc was an actual arc it had beats and things you know from one point to the next but i don't i never saw him fall to those absolute depths that we saw for you know other villains uh, yeah. in, in in Star Wars canon, and especially the person that he was trying to emulate. Ben, what do you reckon, mate? Um, yeah! <laughs> to be honest, the whole uh, Ben Demption thing, yeah, whatever. I really didn't buy into it. Um, the fact that he got something, I guess it was it appeased some of the fan base, but to be honest, I really couldn't give a monkeys about that side of it i was more about the space battle that's the bit i was <laughs> I, like, I like the shiny things show me I like the shiny things that shoot the things <laughs> <laughs> the blowy uppy things yeah i, I mean I, I don't know again 
it's the fan service thing, isn't it? Um, was... well, a perfect ending would have been Ray going to the dark side, joining Kylo, and then they would have been Mr. and Mrs. Dark Side. <laughs> That's because you're a very dark individual, Deep Dancer. <laughs> I'm the dark side. <laughs> There's no light for me. No. <laughs> they all die apart from <laughs> the Sith lives and take over the universe. Exactly. <laughs> nice. In their massive football stadium. <clears throat> For the uh, random people for no reason whatsoever. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's, it's the, uh, I mean, the kiss is really difficult. To, I I think it worked the kiss to be honest with you, um, for what it was. Um, I'm not sure why people are upset about it. I don't know if anybody can shed any light why people would be upset about the kiss. I've Rick? not seen too much. Mr. Rick, what do you think, sir? Sorry, I uh, I did not particularly care for the kiss. Okay. Um, I mean, would you like to see the hand job instead? <laughs> you know, if it was a Moscanata handy, old fashioned, if you will. Um, he just puts his hand down his pants, going, "Don't worry, mate, you'll be alright." <laughs> was she from Yorkshire? <laughs> yeah, and just cocks it. <laughs> Oh, bloody hell, I'm dead. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you hear Moss Kanata say, this saga deserves a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a massive wank-off. Sorry. <laughs> That's where she found the lightsaber. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 yeah I'm, not, I'm not sure about it. I mean, I mean I'm not saying I'm not sure about it. I, I don't... Oh, I haven't got much of a problem with it, but... Yeah. So the more you talk about it, there's so many holes, aren't there? Or stuff that's a bit new, but I don't know. Laugh it up, fuzzball. <laughs> Who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows it? I'm a Jedi. You're a Jedi! What do you know? Stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder.